Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Monday, everybody. We're back with another episode of Truth Be Told. Yeah, we're kind of continuing. We took a gap last week uh, from the Truth About series, but we are continuing uh, with another topic today. And then we'll probably do two more, and then I think we're going to wrap this thing up. It's been fun. It's been good. It's been interesting. It's been real, guys. It's generated some good conversation. Um, But, hey, listen, we're going to get into the truth about Submission. Now, I do want to say that we're not talking about spiritual submission uh, in terms of submitting to God, and we're not talking about spiritual submission in terms of submitting um, to the church or submitting to authority. What we are talking about is submitting within marriage. Submission in marriage. We're also not talking about a WWE uh, wrestling move or an MMA uh, submission. (laughs) We're that's such a fake laugh. It was. Oh my gosh, you're fake. (laughs) Holy cow. Oh, my God. What was that? I had to do it. But no, listen, because in 2022, many, okay, many Many. may be wondering how to interpret this principle. And yes, it is a principle. Right. But this principle of biblical submission, as well as honestly, just be questioning its relevancy. Right. Um, What we have to remember, though, is that Marriage is a relationship that mirrors another relationship, okay? And the relationship that it mirrors is the relationship between Christ and his church, right? okay? And so we need to remember that going forward because a lot of times I think we just look at our marriages through the lens of ourselves and our lives and our perceptions. But the reality is, is that God sets up everything and he is a god of order and not a god of chaos and so he has set marriage up with certain principles that mirror this relationship with his church and he believe it or not no matter what anybody says in this day or age or no matter what culture will tell you god has created marriage to work god has created marriage to be fun to be successful God has created marriage to reproduce. God has created marriage to do some incredible things. Yeah. It's really the foundation of the family dynamics yeah. that he created. And so, you know, there's a lot of new trends, a lot of new ideas that have come out. But can I tell you this, that the world has mirrored and, and provided examples of destructions, cycles that don't work, that there's been frustration around it over and over and over again. But we get to rely on the word of God, which has been effective from day one, that it is the ultimate truth and it doesn't need to change or adapt to cultural norms, yep. that actually it supersedes that and it can create health in your marriage. For sure. So we want to actually help you while we help ourselves, right? This Absolutely. is a, a growth place for everybody. Marriage is something you got to work on every single yeah. day. What do we say? Marriage is spelled W-O-R-K. Yeah, a lot right? of things are spelled W-O-R-K. Ministry is spelled W-O-R-K. But right. listen, um, we're going to talk about right. what submission does not look like and then what it does look like. Right. But let's I want to dig into First Peter 3, 7. Go for it. Dig. In this same... <laughs> Don't challenge me. Don't threaten me. I'll do this thing. Uh... <laughs> 
in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. That's not a request. That's actually a command. It's not even a suggestion. Yep. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. And men, let me tell you this. That is probably the most difficult thing because I don't know about you, but I really struggle to understand how my wife thinks. It is difficult, but I have to try my best to understand what she thinks like, how she thinks, how she operates. The Bible then says she may be weaker than you are. And again, to note, weaker, not meaning a weaker person or a lesser creation. He's talking about physical stature. On average, right, women are weaker than men. Women, on average, are smaller than men. And so it's not talking about a lesser than person. The Bible's talking about a physical stature. But she is your equal partner in God's grace of new life. Your Bible might say joint heir. But this is crucial for us to understand in marriage, we are equal, mm-hmm. right? God doesn't love me more than he loves Jade. Right, and he doesn't look at the husband with more respect or he doesn't look at the husband as better than right. the wife. We are equal when we We're stand equal before in the eyes God. Of God. Yeah. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. I've met a lot of guys that mm-hmm. have not followed these things and they're praying to God and, and it feels like nothing's happening. They may feel like they're not hearing God or God's not speaking to them. And all it really is, is they treat their wife like trash. Mm-hmm. And so God's closed off to hearing their prayers For sure. because he's not following the Bible. For sure. But that scripture leads us beautifully into our discussion. Beautifully. Just about what submission is not. Because see, submission is not one spouse being greater right. than the other. Submission in our culture today perceives that the woman must be inferior to the man. Right. Or that the wife is inferior to the husband. But what we need to remember is submission is not slavery. Submission is not control. And it is not a woman losing her voice. It's also not male dominance. Right. Okay, and so maybe I'm even breaking some mindsets for you listening to this. Maybe you're not married. And so these are some mindsets that you've had about submission. Submission is none of those things. Uh, Submission really is protection. And we're going to get into that. Uh, But it's important for us to just kind of stop at that right now and kind of talk a little bit about that. And you always say something, and I'm going to kind of nudge you to say it, but talking about... um, women not losing their voice. I mean, you always say oh my gosh, something you know, that I, I really think helps a lot of ladies. You know, for the longest time, I would always struggle with uh, how the Bible spoke about a meek spirit and mm-hmm. how a meek spirit was so beautiful to God because I was always just like, God, I don't have a meek spirit. You know, I don't have, um, I'm not quiet. I'm not somebody, I don't, I have a backbone. Mm-hmm. I'm very verbal, especially in our marriage and stuff like that. But yeah, meekness, when you start getting into it, it's got nothing to do with weakness. And I know that rhymes, but meekness is not weakness. Meekness, when you actually break down the word, is actually power under mm-hmm. control. And so I have learned in that is that it actually takes a very strong woman to submit to a principle of submission uh, in a godly marriage. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It takes a weak woman to rebel. It takes a weak woman to not follow the things of God. It actually takes a strong woman who who uh, is able to put her flesh and to put her her maybe her carnal nature under control in order to be able to submit. But the thing about a voice is that 
Ladies, there's a narrative that the enemy has sold us that we've believed, and that is that power has been taken from us. Right. You know, if you look at the feminist movements over the years, uh, they they and don't I'm not again. There's a lot of uh, work, right? And 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 I agree with a lot of the work that's done for women's rights and and for things like that. I completely agree with them. But what I'm talking about I'm 50, is 50. specifically no, in marriage. There's a narrative being sold to us by the world that when you get married and you become a wife and you follow this biblical order, you lose your voice right. and you become a doormat. That's not true. We haven't lost any power. God hasn't stripped us of power. He didn't. You know, he didn't create marriage for a woman to lose her voice. He actually created marriage for a woman to use her voice but when she submits it right under her husband and in this godly order it actually carries more weight yeah and there's diversity within unity in both the three-in-one bond of the trinity and in the one flesh union between the husband and the wife right the bible talks about the triple braided cord between the husband the wife and 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 the lord and that we are being knit together but you know what's so cool is is this and, and this really i think helps illustrate biblical submission yeah okay because god the father god the son and god the holy spirit they are god they are by definition co-equal right right they are all god but what's interesting is we see jesus come to the earth and jesus submits to his father he submits under god and the craziest (coughs) thing is is that jesus spoke of himself as equal with god and then he even said later on that the Father is greater than I. He's not contradicting himself. Right. He's saying that I was, I, I'm equal with God, but I'm bringing myself down as a servant and to show and illustrate submission to authority and mirror that to my people as a type and a shadow of what really marriage relationships look like. Yeah. Right. So although God the Father and God the Son are co-equal and they're you know together all powerful. It's just like man and woman, yeah. right? Man and women are man and woman are equal before yeah. God. Yeah. God loves us the same. God sees us the same. The Bible actually says that there's no Greek nor Gentile. Right. There's no male. There's no female. Right. So under God and under Christ in this New Testament, this New Covenant, we are standing before God in the same standing. Yeah. There's no positional difference before Him. But there is order, yeah, right, yeah, within the marriage context, just like there is order within the Trinity. God the Father, yeah. right, He is the head in that order. God the Son, Jesus, He showed us submission to that, and then the Holy Spirit is the order that we now operate in. That yeah. He lives on the inside of us, helps us, leads us, guides us to follow that order, yeah. and pray to in the name of Jesus to God the Father, right, right? and so. You know, in the eyes of God, we're equal. However, he has still put systems and structures into place for Mm -hmm. our success. Remember, everything that God does is for our benefit. Nothing he does is to harm us. Nothing he does is to hurt us. Nothing he does is to infringe on us in some way. He sets us up for success. And so submission in marriage is a principle that God introduces because he is not a God of chaos. Remember a two-headed dragon. Right. And Chad's dad always talks about this. But a two-headed dragon will devour itself. Right. The two heads will devour each other, which mm-hmm. in essence is it devouring itself. And that is a lot of times what can happen when there's two people leading a marriage. Now, I do want to say this. Chad and I are very much teammates. In right. fact, one of the best 
uh, marriage advice I had ever received is that it is not me against my spouse or my spouse against me. It's my spouse and I against the problem. Right. You know, it's us against the world, if right. you want to say it that I'm, way. I'm, I'm, we're on the same team. And when I fight against you, I'm fighting against my own body. Exactly. And when you're fighting against me, you're fighting against your own body. So we're equal in that way, but there's still a system that God right. has put in place that he has put Chad as the head of the home and me as under daddy. that Oh my goodness. And me under that head. Now, ladies, a lot of us look at that and we want to like rebel against that. But I want to explain to you uh, and remind you today, maybe it's for your safety. In essence, the husband's almost like that protective umbrella that we get to be under for protection, right? We get to stay dry. We get to be under that protection, protected from the elements of what's going on. Uh, And there's also times, you know, in marriage where the spouse, God really looks at the spouse as at the husband and holds him accountable for the family unit right there is accountability yeah. for sure and even if you find yourself ladies uh struggling with this power struggle we need to recognize that that's part of the curse that's yeah. part of the fall of mankind that the woman would always have a power struggle and try to usurp the, her authority. husband's yeah. authority but remember jesus came and he broke the curse so your Absolutely. carnal nature is naturally going to want that but you have to remind your carnal nature no I'm a new creation in Christ mm-hmm. and I, the Holy Spirit on the inside of me will enable me to do what I need to do. Here's an interesting uh, fact about submission. The Greek word for the word submission, um, I'm not going to say it, but what it means is to get under and to lift up. It also talks about putting in order. See, again, here's this picture. Mm-hmm. When we submit we're getting under something in order to lift it up. Right. How much does that actually look like a godly marriage? Right. When a wife submits herself under her husband, she's lifting him up. She's honoring him as the head of the home, as the leader of the house and of the family. And in doing so, she's honoring God and she's honoring the structure that God has put into place. So with that, let's actually get into what submission is. So babe, right. will you read? Yeah, but hold on. I I think a lot of times because you're talking a lot in this and if yeah, if I, yeah, if, yeah. I if I tell you it's because she wrote the notes, guys, all right? Um, but <laughs> listen, the Bible doesn't just say that wives are to submit to yeah, their husbands. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Right? Yep. And even where we're about to read, it says submit to one and other. Yeah. So biblical submission is not a wife just submitting to her husband and saying, yes, Lord, whatever you want. Although husbands, you know, we kind of, oh, don't want to be that bad. Sarah right? called no. Abraham Lord. Every husband wants to use that scripture. Uh, but it, it's not the wife just continually submitting and saying, yes, 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 yes. It is a a mutual, right? Because mm-hmm. we're equal before God. Mm-hmm. We're equally submitting to each other. So although I may be the head of the home, part of my due diligence and duty as the husband is to also submit to my wife and honor her. And so we'll, we'll just read this and, and we'll sure. break it down. <clears throat> um, Ephesians 5:21 through 31. This is a lot. Okay. So just be prepared. Um, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of the of his wife as the Lord is head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. 
For husbands, this means you love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, he, uh, she will be holy and without fault in the same way husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So I say it again, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. You get to talk now. You did so good. Thank you for that. Mm, You're welcome. (laughs) You can pay me later. No, but in that, we can see that submission is a necessary ingredient, right? right. In God's plan of order, he has the go- he has God, right? God, and then it's the husband and the wife, mm-hmm. all right? And the wife, we are to submit to our husbands as our husbands submit to God. And even in that order, sorry, I, I just had a thought, right? Wives, you may struggle and be like, why would I have to submit to uh, my husband. Why would I have to submit to a man? You know, God and I have a relationship and we're not negating that. I, I fully support that. But remember this, the husband as the head of the home has to submit to God and the accountability that exists there, the requirement, the standard, right? Every single husband is going to stand before God as the head of his home and give an account for how he, uh, what he allowed to happen how he raised his family, how he represented Christ, because yeah. the husband, right? Because again, we're putting all this responsibility on the female in the context of submission. Yeah. But again, it's mutual submission to each other. Yeah. But the husband also has to submit to God himself yeah. and give an accountability. And there is something massive that exists within there. And that is a weight that is not small. For sure. And that's actually how we even started in the scripture, Ephesians 5.21. It says, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You know, when Chad and I first got married, uh, I wasn't very mature in nope. uh, how I conducted myself. Communicated. Or communicated. Spoke. Yes. Or breathed. Yeah. I felt like we were just going to keep going. But um, something that I used to always throw in his face is he used to get really mad. Because I am a very strong female. Right. I come from a very strong female uh culture which is south african women are strong women um anyway well i kind of struggled uh within our first year of marriage and i remember chad used to say like because chad would just make decisions and i would just like but everything i just have an issue every decision he'd make i would have a, a problem a comment a criticism just you know it was always just kind of constant um conflict we weren't on the same team no we weren't on the same team and we definitely weren't on the same page. Right. And um, he used to just say, he used to get so frustrated and he used to be like, can you just submit? Right. Or, you know, can't you just submit? And my line that I used so many times in that first year of marriage was, oh, I can, but give me something to submit to. Probably not a godly response. Not a godly response, but there's a lot of truth that you can kind of unpack right. out of that statement. Because husbands, if you're not actually giving a representation of who Christ is, it makes it very difficult to follow, right? And and, and I guess, Jade, this would be a perfect time because this is what I find as some of the most common 
problems that we deal when we do marriage counseling and, and biblical life management and things like that is what happens in the dynamics of the relationship you know let's say the husband isn't acting godly right. he's not leading the home correctly how at uh, you as a wife are you supposed to now handle this situation right. and again now understand this we're going to give a generalized response Absolutely. every situation has specifics every situation you know it really is tailor-made but just in a general sense how would you kind of respond to that. Yeah, well, as a wife, you need to remember you're accountable to your husband, but ultimately you're accountable to God. And right. so you have to conduct yourself in a godly manner that is pleasing to the Lord, regardless of whether your husband is giving you room to do so. See, maturity has shown me over the years and has taught me over the years and wisdom has taught me over the years that there's going to be times where Chad's not going to act the most godly or the most correct or, you know, maybe he's going to miss it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am accountable, though, to God to still submit to my husband, to still honor him, to still treat him with respect, to still get under him and lift him Mm -hmm. up. Now, I know this question is going to be in in everyone's minds. Well, how far do I submit to a husband if he's being completely ungodly? And this is what I would say to you. I I believe, as far as the word shows, that we are to submit to our husbands to the point of sin. Right. That right there is the line, right? right? There has to be a line in the sand. We're to submit to our husbands until it becomes sin. So what I mean by that is when our husbands start to ask us to do things that are sin, mm-hmm. you know, or things that completely infringe on our convictions that we right. have from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. based on the word, that's when we don't follow anymore in that area. And that was something that, you know, Pastor Rhonda really worked with me on when uh, she was alive because I would I would come to her with these issues, you know, that I was dealing with, with like ladies in the church and in their marriages. They're just looking for advice, mm-hmm. you know, and there were so many times I'd say, well, they just need to submit. And she was like, no, they never submit to the point of sin. Mm-hmm. And maybe you want to kind of from pastoral perspective, kind of expound on that a little bit. Right. You know, and from your standpoint, again, you're equal with your spouse before God and you're going to be accountable for your actions, not your spouse's actions. Now, if you're sitting there and they're trying to lead you into sin, you draw that line, right? If you're they're leading your family into sin, you draw that line. There's a lot of accountability that happens and you can draw the line if problems are coming up and sin is becoming a reality, right? Now, we have to you know, also, it's so situational. And that's why we're always cautious with this conversation. But, you know, there are times where you give grace and you cover. Yeah. There are other times where you expose. Yeah. Right. And hold accountable. Because, you know, if you are always covering and covering and covering and change never occurs. Right. Clearly, you're now empowering your spouse to continue to sin, to continue to cause your family to be in sin and cause destruction, right? That's maybe where accountability needs to step in. And, you know, this is in the context, again, I want to draw these lines, of a husband and wife who are both saved. The Bible gives very different instructions for a relationship where one person is saved and the other person is unsaved. Very different instructions. And essentially what that would be is that you need to pray. You need to fast for your unsaved husband. That you can actually be a witness. You can be a testimony 
to your unsaved husband where he can experience salvation, he can experience love, Absolutely. and you can be the testimony that brings him into Christ. For sure. To encourage you, First Peter 3, 1 says, In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without any words, and they will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. Right. What and an encouraging scripture. It, it really is. And we always want to, again, context, right? If you're in an abusive relationship, physical or emotional, right? We're not saying stay with that person, you know, keep working it out. Maybe go and get some professional help. Maybe go and get some accountability. See how you can move forward with the relationship or see if that's something that needs to be broken off because it's dangerous to you or your family. So again, you know, just always know that, you know, the Bible doesn't tell you to stay in an abusive relationship and things like that. But husbands, can I tell you? that one of the greatest responsibilities that you have as the head of your home is leading your home. Yeah. You know, there's joy that is created when you create a safe foundation and a safe space for your family to grow in Christ. There's a prosperity that people experience. There's a breakthrough and you are the lid to your family. If you've ever heard of the law of the lid, it's once the lid is on, whatever's inside the lid can't go past it you set that standard and so you need to be the one that's chasing after jesus and creating a thriving relationship you're the one that needs to encounter the love of god and allow that to flow to your wife flow to your children and create a healthy home right that is your greatest privilege and as a dad growing in this you know new season of life there is no greater feeling right then helping your family grow in Absolutely. that Absolutely. and god will reward you Absolutely. god will honor you but it does take intentional work and you, you need from to, both parties and you need to recognize right that you're not the lord right right you are the head of your home but you're equally submitted to each other yeah you are the head of the home but you need to love your wife like christ loved the church which means to literally do whatever is required if christ was willing to sacrifice his life and to die for us, what are we willing to do for our family, for their success? You know, oftentimes it looks like putting down that sin. Oftentimes it looks like getting around new people. Oftentimes it looks like, you know, you being a, a diligent disciple of Jesus so that your family can continue to grow and thrive in him. Yeah. No, listen, when submission is done right from both sides, it is a beautiful, it's a joy, beautiful right? thing. It's a joy to submit to each other when you're doing it. Right. So we just want to encourage you. Hey, maybe you look at your marriage right now and it's not quite where you want it to be. I want to encourage you. God is a God of restoration. Right. God is also the God of forward progress. Mm-hmm. You're not too far gone. He can do a miracle in your marriage. Yep. All he needs are two willing vessels. Yep. And I was going to say, as long as there are two people that are willing to put in the work, nothing is impossible for God. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.